Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You're as cold as Bryce. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Oh, the real question here, 704-570-9610. You need to text us on the Garage Door Guru text line. Do I spend my time wisely? For some reason, I have this overwhelming, maybe it's the producer in me, I don't know. I have this overwhelming calling to make imaging and make stupid, silly, whatever you want to call it, imaging. That maybe gets some laughs, but it takes a while to do it. Do I spend my time wisely? You tell me. 704-570-9610. All of the Bryce puns, we've been emphasizing them all week long, and it finally came to fruition officially. We did see the Panthers just tweet out an hour ago, he's here. Bryce Young got off of the private jet. They have changed their profile picture to the Bryce is right. We changed our profile picture last night. You and I took a good one. That we did. We took some fire picks. Man. My you girlfriend were very was very excited there. about it. Well, the only reason I was excited about it is because I didn't look high. And so it's very rare. If I take a picture where my eyes are not squinty from what looks like THC levels being so high, mm-hmm. I am excited about that pick. Anytime I smile, by the way, and Fiddy, I don't think you know that I saw this, but I just decided to ignore it. Until now, (laughs) we took pictures together. Katrina came in to market and then she took picture of me and Wes while we were on the air with Kyle Bailey. And then I'd smiled. And yes, I'm awful at taking pictures. And then you shook your head at me. (laughs) (laughs) Like you shook your head. What am I supposed to do with that? My confidence already at an all time low posing for pictures and then you just shake your head and then do the whole goodness gracious. You, You did like the eyes wide open thing like, whew. Goodness gracious. It just it hurts my feelings. It just amazes me every time I watch, I look at you taking a picture and you <laughs> are the highest looking. I mean, and like you didn't come in after smoking a bowl, of the devil's lettuce or anything like that. <laughs> like you're just there, but you are just naturally high. By the way, mm-hmm. love how you waited till after I left to bring your girlfriend out to the party. It's all calculated. It's all very calculated. Everybody got to meet her, I think, for the most part, except for you and Flound. Now, to be fair, I didn't know that you were going back at the time you did. I, I At least I didn't know that you were coming or, or going to stay there. I thought you were going to come back because I thought you were going there just to help out for a couple of hours. And then I thought you might be coming back, but you never did. And that's your fault. But everybody else met her. Willie P met her. Wes did. You guys had a long conversation. Yeah, we did. I think aquariums. Chatty Patty. I think aquariums were brought up it in that was. conversation. It was. <laughs> yeah. People were making fun of me on the text line. Stanford P, really, by the way, was making fun of me. We're about to bring you to the Bryce Young press availability. The press conference is supposed to start at 1 o'clock, so any minute now we could expect it. Stanford P, there was another text that he wrote in that we should talk about here, Wes. And Stanford P said, now the real question is, when do they trade Matt Corral? Did you see Matt Corral's post last night after Bryce Young was selected? What did he do? So so Matt Corral, who the Panthers traded up for to get last year in the third round of the NFL draft, he put out is a story. I don't know. It looks like Instagram story, whatever. But this is what he said. 
Then the father said, quote, I wanted to let you know that you are not worth anything if you are not in the right place. If you are not appreciated, do not be angry. That means you are in the wrong place. Don't stay in a place where no one sees your value. Mm. End quote. So Matt Corral wants out. Not, I mean, pretty candidly from Matt Corral out there. What do you do with him? And what kind of value do you think you can get a guy? He's going to be traded. I mean, you can get a low round pick for him. Like, what? what is the ceiling for I'd him? I'd say the highest you may get, maybe a six round pick. Maybe mm-hmm. something like that. I'd yeah. say no higher. I'd, I'd change that. Maybe, maybe a fifth round. Well, maybe. Well, the thing about it is I wonder if it's actually, is it valuable that you have not seen him on the field? Right? Because there's oh, still, sure. there's still doubt. Sure. <laughs> because most likely as much, and we've seen the Matt Corral defenders out there, as much as we've seen people text in, Hey, they shouldn't take a QB when the Panthers were selecting at number nine, because they wanted to see what Corral was about which I always thought was not the smartest move in the world. But even those people, it's not like anything was set up well for him last year, right? So if you go with a Ben McAdoo, Matt Rule system, Matt Corral actually does play somewhat last year, then is there anybody trading for somebody that most likely doesn't have success in a whatever sample size you want to give them? So the fact that he hasn't played, maybe there is some value there. Maybe. You know, maybe there was somebody. There's that, always a coach out right. there, somebody that liked him through the draft process. We know that he has size, six mm-hmm. two, and some change. They talked about how he put on what, 15 pounds of muscle, so that puts him close to around 230. Mm-hmm. He does have a live arm. Mm-hmm. He is a little bit. I know people know I love this word, but he is a little pedigreed. He was highly touted coming out of high school. Uh, he played well at Ole Miss, too. And I think, like you said, there is value in him not playing. Mm-hmm. And I think you add to the fact that he was injured last year, so there's motivation there. Then you see that he's getting the next bit of motivation from the Panthers not wanting him. So there's somebody out there that's going to bring him in to be at minimum a backup quarterback, I'd say. Yeah, I, I think I think you get something for him, right? It's not going to be crazy, but you can get some kind of value. Brady from Waxaw texting in, by the way, that post was before Bryce was picked, just to clarify. And, and you know, good, knew what was coming. Well, right, but good clarification, though. Yeah, I got it wrong. Just some house cleaning there. But yes, that we all knew there was going to be a QB taken, and Bryce Young most likely was going to be the selection. You can text in, once again, the Garage Door Guru text line. Since 2001, their skills Hard work and customer service have made the Garage Door Guru the number one garage door company to call in the Charlotte area. We were talking about how I can't take picks because I look high when I do that. 704 said, Walker, tell them, boys, you're just high on life. Thank you. I appreciate that, and I like that reasoning. Wolfpack James, he wrote in that he has the same problem. He said, Walker, I have the same exact issue. My wife's a nurse and all her nursing friends. Ask her if I've been smoking when I see them. It's just how it is. Some people have, I don't know, you know, have like resting B face. That's that's the thing. I've got resting THC face. That's what <laughs> I have. I, I can't help it. This is who I am. Hopefully you can embrace me. Um, 704-570-9610. Ch- uh, Chancey wrote in, might they get a pick for Corral in this draft? That's a good question. Could we see him on the move sooner rather than later instead of just waiting for the draft to be done? I wonder if if you're looking to move up or Scott Fitterer looking to navigate through this selection process, that's a good point. Maybe Matt Corral could be on the move as soon as tonight or this weekend. I think it depends on 
what happens because we know Hendon Hooker and Will Levis are sitting there. I think they're going to be highly coveted as this round begins. We could see some deals happening there, and I think maybe some of the teams that lose out on those two could want to make a move. Yeah, I, I think that was a good point. I think maybe you could see that from another team. There, There's Will Levis, there's Hendon Hooker waiting later in the draft. I don't know. Really, we've talked so much about the top five. I know Hayner had a high S2 score as well, Jake Hayner. So maybe that's something that could be your Brock Purdy type, quote unquote, because Brock Purdy had the high S2 score last year. Actually turned out pretty good for San Francisco being Mr. Irrelevant. So we'll see what happens with the QB issue there and what teams decide to go for a signal caller. Um, we're still waiting for Bryce Young to walk up to the podium. He is here. We did see the Panthers tweet out a video of him walking off of the private jet. So we'll see when Bryce Young you walks all the way over on the that? podium. I'm sure he did, man. I'm sure he did. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm sure. How much are they trying to, uh, like, are, are they giving him a lot more food so he can't put more Probably weight on? Probably so. What would you want to eat on a private jet? Oh, man. I, you know, I want a big burger and some fries. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want I want the bougie stuff. If if I'm gonna go the bougie route, give me the bougie. Yeah, experience. wagyu beef mm-hmm. for lobster. my burger. Give me some lobster. Yeah, give me all the butter sauce you some, can give some me. Fantastic. Uh, uh, what's the gold? I don't, the gold potatoes. Uh, I forgot. Idaho what gold. Potatoes. Yeah, Idaho gold yeah. for my fries. Yeah. What would you get, Fitty? If you were on a private jet, Wing. you would just. Pre- yes. Thank you. That's exactly. I was just. Which would s- be an option for me too. I know they would. You're liking that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, when, when Kyle ordered his last night. Oh, those looked so. Do you good. know how hard it was to not while he was talking just reach over. He threatened Cause like, me. Because, like, like, what would he do in the moment? Like, he's on the air. He's got to be professional. <laughs> I just wanted to reach over, pluck, and get – I mean, because, dude, he got a big – there was a big-ass drumstick. Oh, yeah. And, I, I mean, like, I, my mouth was watering. Good size. The wings at, at 1058 are, are good size. They're Don't really you hate big. it when you get chicken wings and they're really small? Yeah. Not the, not the thing at 1058. And those looked great. I said it on air because we were on from 6 to 7 last night. He ordered a plate. I said, those wings look great. He said, it wasn't even like, don't they, or they are. It was, don't touch them. (laughs) He was so worried. He was protecting the assets. Man, was hungry. He's doing a lot of talking and a lot of working. I know. I I, Look, God bless him, man. Five to nine in that environment. Four-hour shows, it's a thing. But Mm. in that environment where it was popping, it was loud. Oh, yeah. I mean, there there was a line. If you showed up early last night... I appreciate you showing up. If you weren't allowed in until a little bit later, I'm glad you waited because eventually the doors opened wide. We had a lot of fun after. I mean, even the first couple of hours, it was just so packed. And so you knew everybody was having a good time because nobody. And a lot of cool fans coming up, showing us a lot of love. Oh, man, that was cool. It's always dope when people come up and you're hanging out. You never know who's listening to you. And when people come up and tell you what your show means or how much they like it. Things of that nature. So many people, cool. so many people coming up to us and saying we love listening from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Just all day long, 12 yeah. hours, just having it on nonstop, saying how much they love all of the shows. We really appreciate everybody showing up and, of course, listening to all of our programming. Still waiting for Bryce Young. We might have to head to break and then come back. Maybe at 120, we'll get some Bryce Young audio. 704-570-9610. You can help us create some content. We'll just read your text. 814 had a pretty good one. Instead of resting B face, how about resting blunt face? 
Is that good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. 814. That's a great text. Um, 336 number said, why not keep him as QB3, Matt Corral is who he's talking about. He ain't going to want to do that. He'll be a disgruntled employee. That, that's the <laughs> Well, that's the thing. He said, look at San Francisco and Brock Purdy. Having somebody that far down on the depth chart, it, it worked out. But did Brock Purdy want to leave? There wasn't any of that talk. Yeah. If Matt Corral was putting up that post on don't stay at a place you're not wanted, then why would you want to keep him? Lottie wrote in, how about Matt Corral and Yitor Gross Matos? They both need to be traded this weekend for any additional picks we can acquire. Now, I think this is correct, Fiddy. I know you were cutting up audio. Frank Reich talked about YGM and how he might have been struggling making this the switch to the new scheme that Ajero Avero has. And if you're called out in that kind of way, not that he was crazy disrespectful about it, but if YGM is called out as one of the players, hey, maybe this is somebody that is you know, having to move to a different position. There's still a lot of work to be done. I wonder if they just decide to trade him since Probably. this was not the regime that's, I guess, Fitterer was, but this was not the regime, the coaching staff that had sites for him. Yeah, I think they'd trade him or cut him. Obviously, those are the two options, but I don't see Gross Matos maybe translating mm-hmm. to a 3-4 rush linebacker. But... On the flip side, it could help because a lot of times in that defense, the edge, the the edge linebackers, their primary responsibilities are to rush the passes. So maybe that could be a position that could benefit him. You know, so. yeah, it, I, I hate to see it. No, you don't like labeling anybody as a bust. I don't take any pleasure out of that by any means. Here's the 38th overall pick. You know, like we've got 39. And we're acting like that's a huge deal. And it is. You're, you're talking that close to the first round. It should round. be a starter. Yeah, you have to be. First three first three rounds, you're looking at getting starters there. Fourth, you're hoping to have some depth. And then fifth, it's kind of a crapshoot at that point. Right. And wishing on a star. Right. But first three rounds, and you're not going to hit every year at every yeah, single round. Ideally, but, but, you want three starters. Yeah, and it's just not working out for him right now. And I hate it. I, I wish More it was. More likely you get to. And, and this was somebody I liked. I liked that pick. I think he fit an athletic profile. He had decent production at Penn State. I think he flirted with double-digit sacks, if I'm not mistaken. I think he got 10, something like that. We can get a research team on it. But I think that was about the case for him. And now we'll see you know, if they take another edge rusher here at 39. It didn't work out for him at 38 as of yet. So maybe 39. B.J. Ojolari, there's a couple of people there that could be available. We'll get to that later on, including final edition of Prospect Duels, which you will not want to miss at 145. I just hope I get a fair shot today. I'm just going to play it out in front of the public and, you know, do like Phil Jackson and work <laughs> work people through the media. I'm just going to use the oh, media to you work. you say Phil Jackson? Yeah, like oh, Phil don't, Jackson. Don't be like Phil I Jackson. I know what he did recently, but <laughs> this is his technique of talking through the media. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. I just hope I get a fair shake today. All right, speaking of talking to the media, hopefully Bryce <laughs> Young does that soon. We're going to come back from break in just a moment. If Bryce Young is at the podium, we will be playing that. If not, then we've got plenty of audio to get to. And also a lot of your text. So stay tuned. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. 
In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's Wesson Walker talking NFL draft on Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. Still waiting on Bryce Young to go to the podium. A little late. It's all right. We'll wait for him. We'll give you that audio as soon as he does step up to the mic. There's a couple questions, though, some good ones. People are writing in on the text line, and then we can get to David Tepper speaking with the media yesterday alongside Scott Fitterer and Frank Reich. If you want to text us, you can 704 570 9610. Couple people, multiple people wrote this in. Stanford P and Brian West. They asked about a possible trade scenario for DeAndre Swift involving Matt Corral. So whatever that may be, right? Trade Matt Corral and a six-round pick is Stanford P what he put out there. Just whatever. Is DeAndre Swift somebody that you would like to target given Detroit drafting Jameer Gibbs? You signed David Montgomery. So DeAndre Swift, he's on the outs right now. Even after Jamal Williams left that team, they're still, they're good with what they have. Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. Do you like DeAndre Swift as possibly being that pass catching back in a potential trade scenario? Not really. Uh, I don't see him as a a, a difference maker. Not that you're bringing him in to be a starter uh, and a big time player for you, but uh, this is a guy that's been a disappointing back since he's been in the league. I know he'd be back under the tutelage of one Deuce Staley, but I just think that Chuba Hubbard has shown that he is more than capable of being the number two back. Now, granted, you you can never have enough good backs, and you know you're going to lose some guys throughout the season due to injury, but that's not an avenue I would go around. If I were the Panthers, I would probably try to hit a position with a little more need if I'm going to take a player back, maybe a receiver, maybe something like that. Or if I'm going to do that, then maybe try to see if you can leverage Matt Corral and some of your draft capital that you have left to maybe mm-hmm. come back into the second round if you want or or, or something like that. I, I would want something of more substance, especially with the way teams are quarterback mm-hmm. crazy. I'd want something where I could get a, a guy. I like Swift. I like him a lot. I would trade this. I would do this trade. You don't like Jamal Williams. That's not true. You don't like. <sighs> Just because I didn't have him top 10 doesn't like mean I don't bust, like him. Busty back. I like. What does busty mean? He's a bust. <laughs> he's That's not, what it means. Look, he's not a bust. He's a bust. I mean, look. He had a lot of gas coming out of Georgia. Look what he did last year. The numbers are pretty good. Backing up Jamal Williams. In rushing, yeah. Five and a half yards per carry. On 99 rushing attempts, so not many, but good yards per carry. Yeah. He had 48 receptions last year, yeah, and that's what I like. And you look at him the year prior, 62, his first year, 46. Yeah, you're not. I'm not telling you to pay him. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not paying him. Once it comes time to paying him a different contract, all right, bye. Like you know, I'm I'm not doing that, especially with you having Chuba. You already signed Miles Sanders. I don't want to have two of those types of contracts go to a player. But if you're asking, can you do a Matt Corral for DeAndre Swift swap with maybe a six round pick? I mean, yeah, I'd be cool with it. I like him as a pass catcher. Are you telling people the yards and the yards per game? 
Are you deceiving the people? Because I was waiting in the weeds to no yards uh, <laughs> per game. Well, no. He as far as the carries go, he was efficient with it. I mean, but yes, they, they didn't run him a lot. He was last year. He was forty two and thirty eight yards a game for the people out there. I mean, I get it for so backup like back. Yeah, it's not close to bad. But I would want to see if I could get a little more. Yeah, you said busty backs. I had, I was like, yeah, you, you know, we about? have a little fun on this show. It's Friday. <laughs> was, I know Fiddy appreciated I'm that. I'm sure he did. M Dog did on the text line. Yeah. Of course, he was thinking about something different. Um, so yeah, that was one question, just about as far as what kind of trade you could make. 704 said Bryce Young is in the building. Cody wrote this in. Sorry, I just Cody. saw him beating uh, the keep pounding drum just now. So he's doing that instead of talking to. That, that's so true. We could carry it. That's okay. That's fine. We'll we'll carry it when it comes about. Cody said he got to fist bump a billionaire, too. Who do you think he's talking about? Billionaire? Is that you, Fitty? Were you over there fist bumping? Or do you have the fat stacks, as you've talked about before, Dude, as that, much as David Tepper? If I did, I would not be working here. <laughs> we should put a smile meter on Bryce Young because we know Cam had a very radiant smile as well. But we'd get that radiant. style from Cam, though, when he was ready for some action. But Bryce Young, I mean, this guy smiles all the time. We got some smiling QBs in Carolina. You ain't lying. That's a good point. Cam Newton, now <laughs> Bryce Young, no doubt. Before we get to Bryce Young, David Tepper did speak to media yesterday. In fact, he's he's been involved with WFNZ the past couple of days, too. I know he stopped by earlier this week in the Planet Kia Studios, and he went to see, apparently he measured max height and said, well, yeah, you're... I guess a little short, shorter than Bryce Young, whatever that exchange was. And then he left. And then we heard him on the broadcast last night during the draft party. Bill Polian was on the other line. And then those two guys got to talk over these airwaves. David Tepper also spoke after the pick. Here's what I thought was interesting. It's a longer clip, but this is David Tepper showing up to press availability with Scott Fitter and Frank Reich and talking about the timeline of trading up to number one. We had a trade to go up to two. And it was a three-way trade with um, Chicago. And we were going to go up to two. And the Texans were going to trade up to one. Chicago was going to be down to two, and we were going to trade with Chicago. And so we were, you know, we were waiting. We had that trade kind of arranged on Wednesday, I think, Scott. Is that the time one? I think Wednesday. And so, um, you know, we waited. You know, <laughs> and you have to appreciate it. Like, I, I come from a world where you do trades. And I don't love when trades don't happen right away. So I'm driving Scott crazy. I, I have to apologize to Scott for this, by the way. I'm saying, what's going on with these guys? This doesn't feel right. What's going on? And so Wednesday goes, Thursday goes, we get into Friday, and the, the uh, Texans changed their mind about the trade, about doing the trade, the three-way trade. We got in the afternoon. It's Friday afternoon. And, you know, Scott talked to um, Poles, um, and basically um, he, he, got the, he, he got a value that he would accept for us to move up to one. And that was late Friday afternoon. And basically, we knew that we had to make a decision then because he wanted to get a trade done. We thought that there were other people, including the Raiders, that had better potential uh, trades on the line. And if we waited, um, you know, they may come and jump us if we waited till that beyond that day. Because, um, you, know, you know, we knew that we were the bird in hand. They, know, they knew they had to trade with us, the trade that they, they could like. And we don't want to go with what we thought might be a better trade from us because we're ninth, right? Yeah, seventh there wants to do it, and other people want to do it. So we we all decided that this was the right thing to do for the incremental amount we could trade up. They did not want to be the team that was used as leverage to another franchise, and I think that's smart. And I know you had to give up DJ. I was as one as worried as anybody about it. But I also like 
that you are not going to be the team that is used as this example while Chicago goes to other squads and says, look, Carolina's, their offer is right here. I can accept that. What are you going to give us? Carolina's like, no, we're not going to be used as a puppet in your little game. Okay, we'll give you DJ Moore. We're going to give you a lot. Yes or no, what's your answer? And sure enough, Chicago decided to give Carolina the number one overall pick for Carolina to then select what a lot of people feel is the best QB in the entire draft. What say you on the aggression level and the way that this entire process played out? I like the way they came about it, man, as far as just being direct with people. I don't like beating around the bush either, man. It's going to be what it is or it's not going to be what it is. I'm not going to sit around and be (laughs) a pawn, so I can respect that type of uh, acumen a lot to come in and say, look, this is what we're giving you. Take it or leave it. Because Mm -hmm. like they said, man, pressure makes diamonds or pressure bust pipes. And so when you put it on people and you have to make them make a split second decision, then you're going to find out what people are made of. So I like it. David Tepper also talked about everything they did this offseason that led to them drafting the Alabama QB. You know, first, get the defense set with Scott, get the offensive line. Okay. This year with Frank, we wanted and we got in free agency the different pieces we needed for wide receivers. You know, we think we have some great route runners in Thielen and and Hayden and you know other people here, and so that was that's somewhat intentional. You know, thinking about what we'll need if we have the point guard. Okay, and then you know with Scott, he has other uh, other people in this draft he's going to be thinking about. So. That was just funny, like, just talking to Scott. Hey, Scott, look, we got to invest in the offensive line. It's like David Tepper is the mastermind here. You know, hey, got to invest in the offensive line. Make sure we take care of all this. And then we can go get the point guard. Like, I, I just like the thing about David Tepper. I've been very critical of him quite a bit, right? Especially when things weren't going well the last couple of seasons. When things are going right, David Tepper, he loves to talk. And look, that's okay. You can talk. I, we want to hear from you. So I'm not going to play both sides and say that we don't want to hear from you at all, even when things are going right. I'd like to hear from you in in all walks, in every single situation that you're talking about. But he is available. He's making the rounds. He stopped by 1058 yesterday. It was cool. The fans love to see the owner. So many times you'll hear fan bases with different cities talk about how they don't see the owner enough, right? And David Tepper, with the number one overall pick, Being a part of this process, I wonder what the approval rating is right now. Some people still don't like him, and I get it. But I think right now, with him opening up the checkbook for the coaching staff, because it is a way for your money to serve as an advantage. You can't do that with the players because of the salary cap. So with the coaching staff, if you are the second richest owner in the league, go ahead and use that to your advantage. And he did. And this is something I've talked about a lot. The first thing I want my owner to do, honestly, is him not to be cheap. I want my owner to spend money because it means that he's going out there and he cares if it's in the NBA. I want you to go into the luxury tax. If it's time, like I understand if you don't have the right situation, but when it's time to do so pay extra money to put a winning product out there on the court or on the field, but there's no luxury tax here. So what does David Tepper do? He goes and he gets the best coaching staff possible. He gets a Jero Avero from a Minnesota team that was heavily linked. That may have been a little more attractive. Maybe, but nah, man, Ajero, we're going to give you the bag. We're going to give you Frank Reich to work with. You have Brian Burns. So I think David Tepper has allowed the resources for Scott Fitterer and Frank Reich and the decision makers to have the best offseason possible. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, you just like the way that they're thinking. And an owner that has the money that also seems to be relatively competent when it comes to football and building a team, I think is also a plus. This is a guy that's been around the Steelers organization. 
He knows what it takes to build champions. He's seen it in that building. So I think that that's a benefit as well. A guy that kind of has a working idea of how to build a successful football team and also has the money and the cachet and the aggression to help you do so. This isn't a guy that's just there to make a profit off of a team. He wants to be successful. He wants to compete. It at least leads to fun, which I think gets overlooked because everybody wants to say nothing matters unless you win. And it's true. You got to win. That's fun. Okay. Winning overall else is a fun thing when your team is doing that. But I also like the process being fun, too. And if you're aggressive, Scott Fitter, it didn't work out with some of the trades. It did with some. We feel very good about this aggressive move, moving up to number one overall to get Bryce Young. Right? Some of the trades have worked out for the Carolina Panthers. And so I like the aggression. I like the way that they operate just as a philosophy, even through the trade, right? I mean, they're moving all over the place. Some of the picks haven't panned panned out, but I do like the idea of, okay, we like a guy, let's go up and get him. But you're always going to try to balance the seesaw by trading back and getting more picks. You're never left empty-handed. And I think that's true. The example of that is trading Christian McCaffrey. When you, when you traded Chris McCaffrey, you got a lot of those picks back that you lost in an awful trade for Sam Darnold, you know, in, in going out and getting some of these bridge QBs. So you got a lot of that back. I, that's why I like Scott Fitterer. I do. I like that philosophy. Always balancing the seesaws. If you're aggressive, make sure you have that ammo in order to be aggressive. And that's something he's done a very good job of. David Tepper also spoke about how he feels about Bryce Young and how he felt he gives them the best chance to win multiple Super Bowls. Well, when we went through the process of quarterbacks, listen, just as you guys know, we went through a very deep process with the, with the head coach, found what we believe is the best head coach we could find, and then set the head coach free to get the best staff he could find. Okay, so that was what we did. So, um, and then when we were going through the process of these quarterbacks, you know, one of the questions we ask ourselves is, which one of these guys will be you know, a guy that can take us here. What's the probability that this guy can take? Because there's no sure thing. So not to talk about all the different guys, but we thought this guy had the highest probability of winning Super Bowls. And I think for myself, and I, I don't want to speak for Frank, and I think he goes and Scott, we told the same way, listen, you want to win Super Bowls. And you know, there's no sure thing here, but it's a probability sort. And we thought this guy has the best probability of, of winning us Super Bowls. I thought what was interesting, it wasn't in that soundbite, but David Tepper kind of laughing and he kept using the word process, how they actually did it right this time. Fitty, you were cutting up this audio, so you heard that. When David Tepper was discussing how they haven't done that in the last couple of years, it was it was self-admittance. It was him saying, well, there's been some times where we haven't gone through the process the right way. And that's absolutely a shot at Matt Rule. 100% and the way that they operated the last couple of years. Fiddy, why were you laughing at that? Because I, I found it funny, too, just him admitting, you know, yeah, it's a little bit different this time around compared to two seasons ago. Oh, because it was it was a direct shot at Matt Rule. He even, like, called Matt Rule out by name and addressed that that hire was a failure. Right. Because you had a head coach that sat up there and told your fan base, it's going to take me seven years. <laughs> like, like, that's the type of guy that the Panthers, that this fan base was dealing with. And now you got a guy... And Frank Wright, who uses that same term process a lot, 
in a completely different way to where it's a lot easier to believe and buy in and the message he's trying to sell the Carolina Panthers. I think that feeling is important, and it might just be word salad. You might not find any, any meaning in it, but I do think that this is a professionally run franchise now, and it did not feel like that the last couple of seasons. That's just the way that it came across. When Matt Rule spoke at the podium, I did not get a sense of professional run organization, and this is the NFL. This is something where you're not coaching in college anymore, and I don't get that at all with anybody speaking over there. Right. Like Scott Fitter, you know, temper at times, maybe him aside, he'll, he'll be all over the place. You never know what you're going to get from him going to the podium. But with Scott Fitterer, with Frank Reich now, th- there is this sense of calm where it's almost it's funny. Fans almost are asking for more boring and you're getting that. And it's almost like we're comforted by boring, which is what Reich gives us quite a bit at the podium when he speaks. Yeah. And so he's never going to tell you a whole lot, like I said. So that's the thing about Coach Reich. And it's not much we're going to be able to do about it. We're just going to have to try to dissect and decode everything uh, that he says. But I do think one thing I'll give him is while he's not necessarily sensational in what he says, but I do get a sense of honesty in what he's telling you. Like he's never going to give you too much. But he's still going to tell you as far as what's the real. And I and I do appreciate that about him. And maybe boring is a little too strong because it's not like he's hiding ideas of what he wants his offense to be. It's not like he's saying we're just going to take it one game at a time and we just got to do what we do and make sure that we're taking it every single step. You know, we can't look, look too far into the future. You know, he's not doing the cliche sandwich that is a lot of what coaches give you. I don't mm-hmm. think it's necessarily that. But it, it is it is something to where you can maybe get a few details. Boring is strong, but also there's just the sense of, all right, this guy knows what he's doing. You get that you get that feeling. And so I, I think that is why a lot of people have welcomed Frank Reich as the head coach as time has gone on. All right, still waiting for Bryce Young. We have prospect duels still to come. So we're kind of in this limbo as a show, but this is what makes radio great. It's the live updates, baby. So we'll let you know when Bryce Young does speak. Are you good at limbo? You know what? I've actually tried a couple times. I'm okay. Surprisingly okay with how tall I am. Mm. I don't know how other people play limbo. You, Some people will play where all you have to do is just get under the bar without putting your hands on the ground. I feel like you got to bend backwards. That's how I feel. Yeah, you have to. I agree. Tell us how you play limbo. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. <laughs> 704-570-9610. More draft talk and prospect duels. Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're talking a lot of NFL draft, but we also had another 
not-so-debate, just conversation. In fact, Wes and I were in total agreement with a lot of what we were talking about. But one of the questions we had was, do you shower in the morning or in the evening? What is worse to you, starting off your day without being clean? Or do you want to shower before you get into the bed? I saw this on Twitter. Okay. I saw a lot of people talking about that on Twitter. I want to know what the consensus is out there from people. 704-570-9610. I'm a morning shower guy first and foremost. Now, for me, my footprint, as far as too much water, I'm probably not great because I shower a lot. Like even so if I work out and then I come back home, got a shower. Yeah. So there are times somewhat frequently where I'll shower twice a day and it's not great. But in the morning, if I have to only have one and I do shower every single day, it's going to be in the morning. Yeah. I like the nighttime because like I said, for one, it helps me sleep better and then I can, you know, get my sleep and stuff and I don't have to take away time that I could be sleeping or just laying in the bed yeah. getting myself together by taking a shower. All right, we have more shower convo at the end. <laughs> right now, of course, is the time Bryce Young decides to step up to the podium. Here's your new number 1 overall pick, your new QB of Carolina at the podium right now. Since this first time Bryce is meeting a lot of you, uh, identify who you are and the outlet you're with. We'll do that quickly, and then at the end, we'll have an opportunity for a quick photo op with a, with a jersey. So with that, I'll turn it over to Bryce. <clears throat> thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, guys, everyone, for coming out. Um, this is surreal for me. Um, so uh, I just want to say a, a thank you to Mr. and Mrs. Tepper, um, to Scott Fitter and, and to Coach Reich and everyone who believed in me. Um, this is an opportunity that I don't take take lightly. I don't take for granted. And, um, you know, this is a, a huge blessing. Um, I'm super excited to get to work. I'm super grateful for my parents and everyone who, who made this possible for me. Um, and, again, I couldn't be, be more ecstatic to be a Carolina Panther, and I'm, I'm ready to get to work. Guys, like again, you could raise your hand. We'll try to do our best to give you a shot. <clears throat> we'll go ahead and start with David. Newton. Hey, Bryce, David Newton, ESPN.com. Today uh, doesn't seem to fit your personality in a lot of ways. Uh, you seem like a very humble guy with a lot of excitement around you. What was that like for you uh, when you walked out of the car, got out of the car, and drums were going, everything's happening around you? Yeah, um, it was, it was, it was surreal um, to be able to see just firsthand the support that this organization has. Um, for me, you know, being being new here, um, being a new member of the team, and um, to to get that support from from the fans and from all Panther Nation, it's, it speaks volumes. Um, so, you know, it was it was it was really surreal. I'm super grateful for all the fans that that came out today, all the fans that came out yesterday, everyone who supported from wherever you know wherever it is that they supported from. Um, it means the world to me, and I'm, I'm super grateful to be a part of this organization. We'll go to Will, Joe, and Pat. Hey, Bryce. Welcome. Will Cuckle with Fox Charlotte here. Um, what was last night like for you after everything kind of settled when you either lied down or had a moment to yourself? What's going through your head? Yeah, um, it was a whirlwind for sure for a while. Um, uh, after I, I was able to, to go to, to dinner with, with my family and uh, it was it was really great just to be around be around loved ones and be able to settle down a little bit and you know I, I try my best in that that time to reflect on on everything and and just the, the blessing and opportunity that being here is um, and you know I'm, I'm I'm still you know I still feel a lot of emotions right now it's still surreal um, everything's still still really fresh and new um, but I'm, I'm trying to live in the moment and embrace this process because you know um, I'm here right now and doing this but you know obviously the next step is getting to work and, and doing everything I can to, to try to help this team out. Hey Bryce, Joe Person with The Athletic here in Charlotte, good to see you. There was a moment last night, I think it was right after CJ was taken too, and you guys had a, a long embrace. What was that moment like and 
did you guys develop any sort of friendship during the process? Yeah, CJ, that's my that's my brother. I've known him since since middle school. We've been uh, we've been close for a while, and um, it was really cool throughout this process to have someone who who I was going through it with. Um, you know, I, that that wasn't the only person. I was I was uh, blessed to have other people and other teammates that also we were we were going through things at the same time. But um, you know, we we're working out together a lot. Um, that's someone I'm, I'm really close with and have been with for uh, been close with for a while. And you know. This was it was a big night for for both of us for everyone um, who was able to realize their their dreams and, and accomplish that that goal last night and you know for us to, to be in the in the same room the same building for that um, it, it was super special so I'll hold on to that forever. Hey Bryce, Pat Walter from WRL in Raleigh. From here, how do you kind of go about winning over that locker room and? leading this team? Yeah, I want to do everything I, I can to earn the respect of, of my peers, of the guys in the locker room, everyone in the building. Um, I'm super grateful for, for what's happened in my past and, you know, and for being selected uh, where I was, but I know that doesn't entitle me to anything. Um, you know, it's on me to, to, to prove myself, to, to show up every day and work and earn the respect uh, of the people around me. And, you know, that's something I'm looking forward to starting to do. Let's go, Jerry. Bash time, Mike K. Uh, Bryce, over here. Uh, Jared Bell, USA Today. Welcome to Carolina in the NFL. Um, can you tell me a little bit of what you know about the Panthers coaching staff? Have you researched what Frank Reich did in terms of assembling that staff? And how do you think that support will help you in your development? Yeah, um, yeah I've definitely, um, you know, I know very well about, about the staff. And, you know, I, I think that I've been able to talk to everyone in the organization and it, it's so clear how, how, how much of a plan was behind it um, from bringing in Coach, from, from Coach Reich having the experiences that he has and, and building this, this staff has been here, um, you know, bringing in, you know, helping to bring in and kind of mesh, mesh some offenses as well um, with a lot of the stuff that, that, that they've done in the run game and pass game with, with play action stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm obviously learning now the ins and outs of it, but I've been able to, 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 to talk to everyone and to hear their philosophy and I feel like it's an amazing opportunity for me just to just to learn a lot um, to be able to grow and I'm super excited uh, to that end just to follow up uh, Jim Caldwell in particular <laughs> knowing the track record he has with other quarterbacks um, do, have you met him and, and got any sense of how you would work together with him yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I met him. You know, we, we had conversations. He was in, very involved in, in the process as well, as well. And um, you know, we've been able to, to have a lot of conversations about again his philosophy and the philosophy of, of the entire staff and collective. And again, for me, I feel like it's a great opportunity for me to learn, uh, for me to grow. And you know, th this coaching staff is, you know, they they really really stuck out to me honestly throughout this process. And um, you know, even in the short times that I had in the visits here and, and the, the 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 short meetings that we were allowed to have, I was able to learned so much in that short time and now being able to, to be here on 24 7 and, and this be my, my job I, I I'm super excited for the growth that, that I'm going to be able to have Josh Tiger with Carolina Bliss welcome to Charlotte uh, the draft process is one that's pretty strenuous uh, what did you learn about yourself during this this time yeah, um, you know, actually, I, I think I learned a really valuable lesson um, throughout this process. You know, at the beginning, um, it was just really, it was really weird not being in control of what was going to happen. Um, you know, there was so much, um, so much movement throughout this this process. There was so much that you know was out of my control. And you know, I think early on, I, I tried to, you know, I tried to put my energy in, 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 you know, trying to figure out what was going to happen and trying to figure out, you know, uh, 
what what could I do, what can I do, and, and figuring, you know, trying to navigate all that. And you know, through that, um, I was I was humbled in, during that process and understanding that, you know, the stuff that that I can't control, this big picture stuff in my life, like that, that's not up for me to to, to decide. You know, I'm I, I don't leave my life. I, I let that up uh, let that up to God. And I, I think it was a big lesson throughout this process to to take that step back. I'm um, do everything that I I can do and 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 try to do everything I can to control my my circumstances, what I can do. But um, you know, the stuff that I can't, it's up to God. And I think throughout this process, it being so long, there being so much that happened, um, it was a really big reminder of that for me. Hey Bryce, uh, Mike K from the Charlotte Observer. Welcome, congratulations. Um, going into a quarterback room where you have a head coach who's played this who's played this position for several years, you've got a quarterback's coach who's played this position for several years, you've got an offensive coordinator who played in the league, what type of, how does that wealth of knowledge help you from the standpoint of during the week Prep and why are you excited about working with a group that has this much experience? Yeah, just like you said, the extensive knowledge for me, you know, being a young guy in this league, um, you know, I've, I've never, never taken a snap, and I'm going to be around so many people who have had so much success and have been around so many, um, you know, great quarterbacks. Them, you know, from it, them and from other people they've been around. Like you said, it's just such a wealth of knowledge. And for me, I'm going to be try to be a sponge and come in and soak it all in. Um, you know, I, I want to do everything I can to to learn. Um, you know, obviously this this system and the little intricacies that could, you know, help me individually to come and come and help the team. Um, so, you know, I think, and it's not just on Sundays, but throughout the week, um, you know, through preparation and, and, and their philosophies and how they view things, I'm super excited to, to start to uh, that deeper dive of learning all that. And, you know, obviously it's, they've been able to have a ton of success and there's so much, so, such a wealth of knowledge there and I, I can't wait to, to do everything I can to learn from them. We'll go Steve, Cam, Jamie. Bryce Theory from the Associated Press. Welcome to the Carolinas. Um, Scott and Frank were telling us about, you know, the pro day interview and, and you know, they asked you about your preparation. You talked for about 10 minutes on your preparation. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, obviously you're, you're huge into football, but what, what, what does Bryce Young like to do away from football? What, what are your... What do you kind of do to chill, and what do you like to do? Yeah, nothing too crazy. I'm, I'm kind of a homebody. I definitely like uh, basketball a lot. Um, so whatever is watching basketball or, or shooting around, whatever it is, that's something that I definitely enjoy. And, um, you know, outside of that, just chilling at home. I watch YouTube or Netflix or, or something. I'm, I'm someone who can just just, just stay at, at home and, and chill there. So that's kind of um, something that, that helps me decompress away from football. Are you the point guard when you're playing basketball too? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back in back in my prime. That was my that was my role. <laughs> Hi, Bryce. Uh, Jamie Bolton, WBTV here in Charlotte. Welcome uh, to the Carolinas. Uh, obviously, with all this comes expectations and pressure that goes along with it. I see your parents are here. Um, who in your life has prepared you to handle those pressures, and, and how have they done that? Yeah, I think, like you said, my parents have been the biggest in helping me handle all the stuff that, that comes with, with you know, with everything. And, you know, I think a big focus that we've always had was putting our, our energy in what we can control. And whether it's expectations or circumstances, um, you know, people's thoughts and opinions, you know, that stuff that's out of my control. And I think, you know, it's it's, it's a privilege to have those. And, and, you know, that's the beauty of sports, you know. People get to get to have opinions. You get to have that, that pressure. And there, there, there gets to be stakes. And I'm grateful for that. And you know I don't shy away from it. I embrace it. But at the same time, you know all I can do is focus on myself. Um, you know, controlling what I can control, doing everything I can to put the work in, um, to, to put myself in the circumstances uh, that I can to try to be successful. Um, so that's where all my focus and energy goes. And you know that's that's kind of my philosophy with dealing with that stuff. Hey, 
How eager are you to put all of this sort of stuff behind you and then get out on the practice field? Man, um, it's, it's a long time coming for sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to, you know, this was, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have this process and, you know, it's once in a lifetime. But, you know, it's been a long time uh, coming to where now I, I know where I'm at. I can I can get my hands on, on a playbook and start talking ball with, with the coaches. And uh, I'm super excited to start that. Bryce Cameron Wolf, NFL Network. Um, you mentioned your relationship with CJ. You and CJ are the first two black quarterbacks to ever go one and two, include Ant, three in the top ten. What significance, if any, does that hold for you? Yeah, no, that that, that means a lot. Like you said, um, you know, there's such a, you know, throughout the history of this league, there's been such a stigma on 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 black athletes and, and black quarterbacks specifically. And you know, I think that this is, um, I'm I'm honored to be a part of this, um, to be a part of this this history. And, and me and CJ, um, you know, going one and two, and then like you said, an Ant and, and three black quarterbacks going going top five, um, going top four. It's it, it it means a lot. It's something that I that I um, you know that I definitely um, it definitely means a lot to me. And I'm super grateful for the people who, who, who blazed the trail that allowed this to happen. Um, you know, I'm grateful for for them uh, as well for allowing this to happen. But there's so many people that had to be overlooked and, and had to you know had to had to start at a disadvantage. And you know, there's so much that happened to allow this you know to, to come into fruition uh, today. So I'm grateful for all you know all the pioneers of the past that that, that helped pave the way uh, for for me and for everyone who, who is to follow and um you know that that's something that again i, I take a lot of pride in I'm, I'm super honored to to be able to say that that's your new carolina panther quarterback bryce young speaking at the podium fresh off him being drafted number one overall last night we'll come back with the final hour of wesson walker recap a little bit of what he had to say at the podium discuss more of it wesson walker sports radio 92.7 wfnz